Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, stir up your holy power this day and come. Send your spirit into our hearts, our minds, our souls, and our ears, that we might hear a word for us today anew, and that we too might then live out that which we believe. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. One of my very first memories of even being here at Shepherd of the Hills uh, on one of the first weeks when I walked in nine years ago was walking down the hall and into the conference room uh, just across from my office. And I walked in and sat down at the table with Norm Groth, who was there with a giant magnifying glass about this big. They were reading stewardship reports together at the table. Earl Dresser was there, who was the CEO of Methodist Hospital. Milford Langhow, and on the far side was Al Hausch. These guys were plotting the finality of Shepherd of the Hills elevator fund and how they were going to get the last drop of money that had been promised, and they were going to get it. <laughs> what I later found out is I, I just sort of had assumed that Al was kind of a natural fundraiser, but this was not the case, actually. Uh, it turns out that he had to be asked to do this. Um, but this group of guys, I've had the chance to stand here and give thanks for their lives. Uh, many of them aren't here anymore. And uh, when I look out, I see a lot of people from Shepherd who are here who are grateful. Uh, these are the leaders that have been the leaders of this family of faith for decades. They've been on church council. They've uh, led capital appeals. They have been the organizers of family events. They've been our spiritual leaders, our public leaders, and our family leaders. And one of the greatest honors that I get to do on days like today is speak words of gratitude and just to say thank you uh, to their families uh, and to their kids who have poured their hearts and souls into making this family of faith uh, what we are. Uh, and so I am grateful. Uh, so grateful for years of leadership, for generosity from Al and Karen, and for the generosity of Jean and Al, and for all the love, kindness, prayers, and support. Uh, with grateful hearts, we all say thank you. Um, I didn't know, like I said, that Al wasn't uh, a natural fundraiser. I just sort of would assume this was in his wheelhouse of uh, skills and talents. Uh, but in fact, he had to be asked to do it. Um, Al became a contributor to Augsburg, I think as a result of his, some of his relationships here. I think he was actually uh, appointed to the Augsburg board because of his relationship here and our relationship with Augsburg. Uh, and uh, the, the president there uh, said, or Al said to the president there, put me in a spot that stretches me and makes me a little uncomfortable. Anderson replied that he needed him to help with fundraising. When Al said that he would, uh, this would make him really uncomfortable, Anderson said, it'll be right up your alley, because all you want in life is a challenge. And Al said he had fun fundraising. Uh, we were working to help students of all ages and ethnicities access education, and it was fun to invite people to strengthen the mission of the college at the heart of the city. And I, I sort of wondered as Al looked at these challenges if he might have had that text from James in his mind uh, that was read, happy are those who remain faithful under trials, because when they succeed in passing such a test, they will receive their reward in life, which God has promised for those who love him. I wondered if Al took up those trials uh, because and challenges because he knew 
Somehow the trials and challenges, when they lead to success, as they often did for Al, they become the building blocks of faith through a sense of perseverance and accomplishment. I'm grateful for Al. Thanks be to God for all those guys around the table and their wives and families who, along with Al, took the challenges in life that has helped make our world what it is today. I'm grateful for Al and what he's done. The sadness that I have is that I knew Al primarily after Parkinson's has already taken such a toll, and this is a terrible disease. In fact, some of my earliest memories of Al, in addition to being in that council room, was that I sat next to him at church council meetings because the medication would make him sleepy, and so I sat next to him so I could poke him and make sure that he, he didn't fall asleep. Uh, but not that long ago, um, I saw a video of Al out fly fishing, uh, and this is stuck in my head as such an image of who Al was. Uh, he's, in, he's in a chair. Pete, I think you took him on this trip. He's sitting in one of those old-school uh, folding chairs with sort of the vinyl plaid strips on them. He's got on a floppy fisherman's hat. Uh, I think it was a yellow shirt, and he's got on his fly fishing vest. And he's sat alongside of a stream on this beautiful, beautiful day with grass that is like covering up his entire legs so you can't quite see them. And if I remember right at this point, Al could hardly walk. And then all of a sudden in the video, Al has a fly fishing pole and a fly fishing rod in his hand. And I swear it was, I would have sworn that the video was edited because it was all of a sudden, it was just this beautiful arcing cast of a fly fisherman. And the fly landed in the middle of the stream and he would hold it there. And then he would go right back at it again this artful arc of fly fishing cast, it, and it was beautiful as ever. I got chills just watching it loop back and forth in that figure eight and land and start again. That, that motion had been so grooved into his heart and mind and soul. And for me, this paints a picture of a life that had taken the heart and practiced grooves of a Christian life. Um, from his underlying in Second Peter, Al's daily castings in that perfect fluid motion of goodness and knowledge, self-control, endurance, godliness, compassion, affection, and love. These are the qualities with which Al fished his whole life. Emotion so grooved even as the horrible disease that took his toll on him could not take away the casting beauty of his arm. And in that video, I was reminded of how fond Jesus was of fishing. And I see all of that casting love poured so deeply into his family, his sons and his grandchildren and all of his friends. I, <clears throat> I wanted to give uh, Al sort of the last word. I figured that was uh, kind of fair. Uh, and Al actually dictated uh, a little sort of biography, so to speak. Uh, and there is this two sort of vignette gem that for me just captured uh, Al and Al's heart. Uh, and so I'm going to read it and give this to you as Al's sort of tribute to his own life. And I, I can tell from reading it, these are the things that are most important to him. Because all of a sudden the narrative just Al says, I met Karen when I was a sophomore at Iowa State. She was an incoming freshman. 
There was an event at Iowa State. It was a blind date, and it worked out nicely. <laughs> Karen and I dated through college. I didn't get engaged or pinned to her, but then in about 1959, she was about ready to graduate from Drake. One day on the phone, she said, you have to fish or cut bait, Alan, because I have a friend here that I've been dating. I want to know if I should pursue our relationship or not. <laughs> I told her I loved her very much, said Al, and I wanted to marry her, and so I asked what kind of diamond ring she wanted. I picked it up at Brutner's Drugstore. That was it. <laughs> we became engaged and married in June 1959. We were married a total of 31 years. We had a good life together. Marrying Karen brought Christ into my life. I remember her telling me that I remember her telling me that I wasn't the most important person in her life. Jesus Christ was. This got my attention. <laughs> I was indoctrinated. I love the fact that he used the word indoctrinated. <laughs> <laughs> like it was some sort of medical treatment that he had to endure or something. I, I was indoctrinated into the Lutheran background in the Lutheran church. I joined the Lutheran church and have been a Lutheran ever since. My faith has developed quite a bit since that day I first met her. She had been an important part of my faith development as well as the various mentors that I had through the years. I am thankful for all their help in my faith development. Thankfully, our boys, Scott and Steve, have their faith too. Scott was born in 1960, Steve in 1962. They are good kids. They have families of their own. Scott has four children. Jordan is the oldest, then AJ, Austin, and Haley. Every two years they had a child. <laughs> it's just good to note how that... <laughs> Steve has two children, Campbell and Jerry. We are very proud of these grandkids. I was very lonesome after Karen's death in January 1990. It was a difficult time for me. I was determined to meet another person and to get on with life. I met Jean. I was dating another woman at the time and bobbed back and forth between them. <laughs> I'm sorry, Al, you wrote it. I'm just... <laughs> I decided I would marry Jean if she would have me. I remember that in December 1990, I had an opportunity to take a train to attend the Rose Bowl in California. I invited Jean to join me. She had to think about it and said, and this is Jean, I'm sorry, but this is you. Yeah, I'll join you. They would have had, and I love this bit too, they would have had special accommodations for her separate from me. Thank you. It sounded like a nice trip. We took the trip and fell in love on that trip. We truly did. I asked her to marry me on that trip. She decided it was a little premature to make the decision. Deep down, I think she had already made the decision and was willing to go. But in January of 1991, I took her to Chicago to meet Chuck and Mel. Then we went to meet her parents. Her sisters had already checked me out and said I was okay. <laughs> I wanted to meet her folks and they wanted to meet me. So I remember going to Don and Lucy Spielman's house. Don said, what do you like to drink? I said, what do you like to drink? 
He said, I like to drink Manhattan. I said, I did too. <laughs> we had two Manhattans and I proposed marriage, asked for Jean's hand in marriage. They said yes. Everything has been good since then. To my friend Al, you have worked hard. You have enjoyed the gifts that God has given you with great joy. You have shared generously of your bounty with others, your finances, your time, and your wisdom. You've loved with your whole heart, your friends, your family, your family of faith, your kids, and your grandkids. You were faithful and in return filled with faith. So as Al casts and fishes his way into heaven, I say with both grief and gratitude, well done, good and faithful servant, well done. Welcome to the joy of your master. Amen.